Morning. Right, you know it. It's that time of the week to welcome back on the program the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Andrew, good to see you. How are you? Good to see you, and thank you very much for the drum roll. <laughs> I just I just did it on 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 the spot right there for on you on the desk. That's right. Um, so we were talking last week about art, and we'd like to continue with this. It's a it's a six part series where you sort of go into the history, well, art history really, to help us appreciate art. And it's so important that in order to appreciate you know modern art, you've got to know a little bit about the history. Which, you do, and yeah. there were times a long time ago that really affected the art of the the modern art of today. It's surprising, but we'll come to that later and we'll see what echoes there are. I want to talk about two periods of time, ancient Greece and also ancient Rome. So actually, classical Greece goes back even further than ancient Greece, and the classical Greece is referring to the 5th and the 4th centuries BC, or so these days it's, it's politically correct to say BCE, before the Common Era. So, during that time, there were, for people in temples and for those in palaces or wealthy places, decorations where people started to get the real proportions of humans, unlike the cave people that we spoke about last week, who were all over the place with their proportion. But in, by the time you got to ancient Greek times, let's face it, we're talking about the time of philosophers and high, high intellect being developed. That they were Socrates. also Socrates, yeah, yeah. Plato, yep, yep. Keep on going. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to think of some some more um, uh, philosophers. The, yeah, philosophers. I can't. I can't think of any more. <laughs> so let's let's leave those. Let, let's leave them there. That pairing and the um, but but looking at art was done very much with anatomical proportion. How big is the head in relation to the rest of the body, etc. And when we look at something which is which was invented by the classical Greek artist, it's telling a story in a horizontal form, going from left to right in the same way that they wrote from left to right, and telling a story of oh, either like Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they yeah. did go they did they did go that way too. And talking about myths and the stories of their emperors and kings and queens. So in some of the palaces, they would be paying homage to those who ruled over them and also to the gods of the, their myths and their legends. And I, I want to show you a picture. And listeners, you will be able to see this on Noreen's Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And uh, we've got a few shots that are relevant to today's talk. The ancient Greek gods can be seen at the Parthenon, which is... A very, very ruined temple today, but in its day it had a plaster um, and painted plaster relief sculpture. Now, a relief sculpture, it means that it's a bit like a mural on a wall, but it's built up with plaster to make it a little bit 3D. It's not a sculpture, you can't see behind it, but it was the first time that artists went beyond the two dimensions. Yeah, there's a lot of depth to it, definitely. I, I had to really take a, a really close look, and I'd love for the listeners to, to have a look for themselves. It looks like it's popping out. It does, and this was a, a, a way of getting things to look three-dimensional. There is a, a sun canopy, a sun umbrella, um, behind one of the uh, oh, people yeah. who, in, in a continuous horizontal line, almost a procession. Uh, in the way it's presented, and there's a shadow which appears, and it's not painted, it is actually a shadow because the sun umbrella is off the wall with a build-up of plaster that's then painted white. 
So there's a, <laughs> and we've also got an artist's impression made by CGI, computer-generated image, of the way that people would look at this. People would go to the Parthenon, the great um, Athens temple, the biggest one of its day in the uh, 4th century BCE, and they would look at the stories and marvel over for them this was you know it would be like people watching um one of the streaming services of a you know of a of a film or or maybe watching harry potter yeah exactly or the, or the barbie movie oh yeah. as good as those as good as those without but question I, I would imagine it would be like the an amazing form of entertainment for them they had nothing at home. No, no TV in the corner, let alone the internet. Exactly. And it, it'll just be an, an incredible day out. Yeah, yeah. The, to be talked about for years. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and there's another artist's impression of the Parthenon exterior at the top oh. of, the, uh, of the temple facade outside. There would be more images of gods. Um, which um, were multi, multi colour, really bright colours actually, that they managed to get. Pigments had come a long way by this time. It looks super bright. I mean, that picture is yeah. just. Now, Greece fancies itself as being the home of winemaking, and so does Georgia. Those are the two places in Europe that are always saying, hey, we invented wine. So they knew how to do things with chemical fermentation for wine they also knew how to make colors we've gone now beyond only using pigment from what you can um, crunch up and power make into powdered form we've gone into synthetic colors so that's what was going on the parthenon now today not in such good shape yeah. and we and so it's um the remnants of the freezers have been uh discovered by archaeologists and then they've been extended by computer graphics the other way of having stories of freezers talking about wine is that they kept wine and grain and some other um, food stuff in jars and urns and they would decorate them with a either a story or a decorative I'm showing Noreen one of gladiators with their with their war dogs which would be used in, in uh, as a weapon these dogs were trained to be used they don't look too fearsome I've got to say actually on the vase that I'm showing <laughs> they, look, Noreen, they look a bit a bit like uh, my dog but but there, but there were others who there were queens and nobility people would commission ceramics to either set a scene that was also read horizontally from left to right didn't always have to be a story but a scene it could be a domestic scene of wealthy people there's one here which is a mythical story looks a bit raunchy actually we might not put this one on your facebook noreen oh, go on all right then i'll let you i'll let you be the editor on that one but it's um but there it's are art. yeah but actually that was another it brings us to the point that nudes the, were yeah, yeah greek artists were the first to paint the human form unclothed oh. and they didn't see it as anything risque it was just done to get anatomical shapes and proportions correct and that's why artists to this day do sketch from the nude form and they use the skeleton to draw to find out proportions how they should be one of my favorite quirky bits of ancient greek is that, uh, is that Medusa? Painting. Or, oh, sorry, no. oh, is that an octopus? It's an octopus, okay, yeah. yeah. It's an underwater scene. Oh, yeah, I not see the fish. It kind of looks like a woman with hair, though. Yeah, but it does. It does. It could be like a Medusa with the snakes <laughs> yeah. for a head. But, yeah, but, but it's actually, an Yeah, it's an octopus. And um, the, the, the ceramic painting became things that could, could have an artwork at home 
on their glaze. Now, I want to move on to Roman mosaics. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing a fast forward here because we want to get things, we want to get through things in one segment today. And Pompeii in Rome took from ancient Greek mosaics which were quite primitive and I didn't show you any because I we, we're jumping we're jumping forward a little bit now to zero to the year to year zero before we were talking about um, fifth and fourth centuries uh, uh, before zero before the common era now we're getting towards that zero point and the Romans took mosaics made from tiles glass and other small fragments is and, that tiles yeah it is <gasps> no. uh, and and it's and it's really some fine detail Whoa. this is in pompeii where there were uh, wow. where, you know the, the soldier it, it, with the horse yeah and this was all covered in ashes from the uh, from mount vesuvius which froze all people's, uh, you know, it froze people in their daily activities famously, but it also preserved mosaics and ceramic artwork. Thankfully, it didn't get melted by that unbelievably hot thousands of degrees centigrade um, volcanic output, but did allow some of these mosaics to be preserved. There's um, uh, a few buildings which managed to preserve it really well. And the types of materials that were used were mostly found from Italy, from the Roman um, indigenous rocks that were, that were cut into small pieces and put together in a very orderly way. Sometimes they look incredibly neatly done. When you think we're talking about uh, at, at point zero, so meaning um, over 2,000 years ago, uh, it just shows the development. We're jumping forward from those cavemen. In Pompeii also, one quietly, quite, sorry, quite humorous thing was that somebody put a uh, beware of the dog sign on their floor <laughs> that you might get from people who don't want to have their place burgled. And this is quite a witty one, which I hope we'll put on your Facebook. Um, yeah, there, are, there, were, there were other scenes from a similar period where the detail continued to be... The cat and a, and a, and a bird? Yeah, it's um, it's it's it, yeah. The cat and the bird is it's a farm. It's a rural scene. It's a chicken that's supposed to be kept for, oh. for human consumption. But the cat got there first. So, so that's um, a story. Not, not 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 too not too humorous uh, for yeah. the bird, of course. No. Um, and you talked about Medusa uh, earlier on. Oh, Funny coincidence. She, and the is. Roman Empire um, stretched right across Europe. It took over from the powerful Greek Empire. And in the UK, there are a couple of examples of Roman mosaics. Uh, this is I'm showing uh, a few different ones to Noreen as we as we speak in Sussex in the UK. There's Sussex? there's one there's one particular site where there are some really well preserved ones. And the last image that I'm that I'm showing Noreen as we speak is of the goddess Venus, the goddess of love, and the amazing use of tiles oh. it reminds me of something we're going to talk about later impressionism where there are these little points of light done in a very sophisticated way i was just gonna say that i was gonna say it looks like one of those like light uh things that you often get in cathedrals or what, what stained glass stained glass yeah. thank you yeah. it yes. does it looks very luminous doesn't it very much so. that's and incredible because they did use some glass and uh they even made their own ceramics with a, gr a glass glaze on the top of their ceramics deliberately for and, mosaics and just the shadow and the light part of her face as well it's just really really nicely done it wow. is it's a very peaceful portrait that one of venus 
homelessness in Sussex in the UK. So look around if you are going around the UK. Google if you're going on holiday this summer to see if there are any Roman mosaics near your route. Excellent. And and feel free to drop us the, the message and send us a picture right here and we'll post it on our Facebook page as well. Last thing I'd like to say is that for the frieze painters, the ceramic painters and the mosaic maters, there were no famous artists. So this was a period where people had acquired great skill in art, but they were treated as skilled workers. And they were not cast down. They weren't considered low, but there were not. There was no. There was no signature. There was no celebrity attached to it. Unlike what we will see later in wow. fine art. That's so interesting. I didn't even think to ask. So none of these are sort of named. They're all, you know, unknown. That's it. Until we get to really the Renaissance, which is uh, which is around about the year. 400 and 500 um that's when artists start to get their signatures oh, on their paintings everybody just wants their own claim to fame don't they now <laughs> these days yeah well andrew thank you so much for your time today and i look forward to another chat uh, with you next week thank you very much thank you